Support for this Guardian podcast comes from Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes creating a professional website for your business, personal brand or portfolio so easy it's newsworthy. Go to squarespace.com and use the offer Guardian to get 10% off. The Guardian. Hello, this is Music Weekly. I'm Alexis Petridis. And I'm Kieran Yates. This week, it's a swift post-mortem on the Brit Awards, an event in which we finally got confirmation that David Bowie is from Mars and Kate Moss is from Venus, and James Corden declared Bruno Mars to be the greatest showman anywhere in the world, while Prince looked on. All this important guff and more on Music Weekly. Uh, we're joined by Casper Llewellyn Smith. Uh, you both actually went to the Brits. Uh, I think we were both in. The, I didn't see, you, but we were both in the O2 Arena in the. Casper's uh, yeah. in the prestige area. He's like on the table. I had right? Gary Cahill, the Chelsea centre half, sitting behind me. Right. Wow, <laughs> amazing. Who else, anybody else famous on your table? Uh, not on my table. Uh, who else did I see there? So Tom Daly, Tristan Hunt. I mean, I think it's that's the wow. nice thing about the Brits. You get a proper cross section of the world. It's a, a you seem to have seen posh people as far. <laughs> <laughs> Kieran, where were you? I was on the balcony with other journalists, Michael Craig and mm-hmm. Owen Myers from Dazed, and we were heckling from afar. We which heckling. you can't really do when you're on a table because people can actually hear you, right? Yeah. yeah. So I thought there was more to more to enjoy at this year's Brits than previous I years. I think last year's was just like purgatory. I can't remember anything about last year's. It's like I've had sort of post-traumatic stress counselling or something. And I can't <laughs> Justin, actually remember. Justin was there last year. Justin. Timberlake. Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it could have been Bieber. Bieber. Could have been. No, no, it could have been. Could have been Bieber. Justin been, Hawkins in the dark. Justin Hawkins in the dark. That could have been last year. Coming on a tiger. It was amazing. That, okay, Justin Timberlake. That was yeah, the stand-up performance, but I don't really remember anything else. From they gave everything to Ben Howard, didn't they? Yeah. I think they always struggle, don't they? They're not quite sure whether this is a sort of BAFTA-style prestige event and everyone yeah. needs to be quite grown up and it's sort of... Uh, uh, a sober affair where we solemnly celebrate the best in British music, or whether it's a bit of a knees up. Yeah. And, and they sort of, that balance never sits that easily, I think. But I think if uh, you look at what people want, well, I mean, I think they, they, there is a, a, a uh, misconception on the part of uh, the people who run the Brits that what people want is a super slick American style award show, yeah. um, which is uh, uh, stupid in a way, I think, because A, you're doing it immediately after the Grammys, which is obviously going to have more money and be slicker and be better than the Brits. So why try and beat the Grammys at their own game, which you're never going to do? And two, I think people want it to be sort of faintly shambolic and for things to go. If you look at the papers, and we've got the papers here. It's pop. Um, it's supposed to be fun, isn't it? It is supposed to be fun. And it's, you know, the things that people have alighted on, um, David Bowie, I, d- I don't know what that was. What, since when was David Bowie taking an interest in Scotland? What's that, what's that got to do with anything? Well, in fairness, that was a sort of one interesting bit of the evening uh, and fair play to the sun. I feel like I'm doing the Sunday papers on a, on a sofa. But fair play to the Sun because they've, they've splashed on that Winnebow plea as Kate is Ziggy Stardust, stay with us, Scotland. And they've gone kind of balls out on that, mm. um, which which I think was the line from the night room. Yes, absolutely. Whereas yeah, other yeah. people have just sort of stuck a picture of Eddie Goulding on the cover. Right. Or rather, if you were the Daily Mail, you would have it, Kate's wedding singer is Queen of the Brits. <laughs> <laughs> Watch my step with fear 
Uh, can I just add that? I, I was just reading this before, but uh, before we came on air, that were. But I've also enjoyed the mail's coverage uh, talking about Alex Turner's uh, shambolic uh, acceptance speech. Uh, where they quote Jeremy Vine tweeting about it, saying the most devastating public performance since David Davis ran for the Conservative leadership. Well, Tony Blackburn called him ridiculous. And then, and then they also quote Colleen, Colleen Nolan was equally bemused. <laughs> and it suddenly we're when, back when, in the sort of, you know. When Jeremy Vine says that's the most devastating uh, public performance, does it mean that bad? Bad, but David Davis is, you know, obviously isn't the Conservative leader, so his campaign wasn't. Hard to get the tone of that without uh, having yeah, been sort of following in the Twitter sphere, I think. Did you did you watch it on the telly? So Lord, uh, when she uh, gave her speech and, and came up with the price to surprise line. Um, thank you to my family and my team and everyone at Virgin. You guys are brilliant. This really was a priceless surprise. Thank you. Was that was that? Meant sarcastically, as I think joke. it was meant sarcastically, yeah, but it didn't. You wouldn't. Apparently, she rolled her eyes as she said it. Although yeah. I didn't, I didn't because I was busy typing because I was working. I didn't actually catch whether she rolled her eyes or People not. People were laughing quite a lot, near right? Me. And also, I think you get the sense that if you follow Lord, that she's sort of up on current affairs and she's got a bit of a knowing. Irony I think it would be very surprising she? if she was the only person on yeah. stage at the Brits who actually went for the whole priceless surprises thing after the day that they'd had with the old priceless surprises hashtag which was just magnificent yeah that was um, very funny but she didn't come out I mean you, you'd have seen the uh, and it turned out to be a fake in the end but the draft speech she was going to give at the Grammys did you follow yeah which was a complete fake yeah, 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 yeah. but well, would it be magnificent if someone came up and gave a speech of that ilk rather than Ellie Goulding I think getting the first of all coming up and immediately thanking her label and the label and also bosses people saying that they were surprised to get the awards when, I mean, you know, let's not let light in on the magic here, but, you know, everyone knows who the winners are going to be that afternoon. Yeah. They do. Yeah. So it's just going, oh, I've also, I just can't believe this. You know, it's like, well, you, you presumably already knew. I mean, you know, whatever, whatever. Let us not pick holes. What performances did you like? Beyonce, obviously. She was... a bit slightly underwhelming. Really? Yeah. I think it was just a presence thing, though, because... Yes, exactly, when, yeah, yeah. You know, sort of when you were there... You know, I was just saying earlier, you know, there was there, there was loads of super fans coming up to me because I had a media pass asking whether I'd seen Beyonce or mm. whether Beyonce was there. And it felt like there were like whispers. And then when you were in the media room, everyone, that was the, the performance everyone was really excited yeah. about. Um, and so then when you were in, I, I think that when you were in the room, there was just this kind of electricity as soon as, you know, the, sort of, the curtains went back and she was there. And mm. it was like... <gasps> but I mean, the thing is, she could have basically come and read the O2's fire regulations. I think when you've got totally. sort of Ellie Goulding there as best British female and then you put her beside Beyonce, it's sort of slightly unfair. This brings <laughs> us to comparison. A, well, I think this brings us to a sort of interesting point about this year's Brits in that this is a celebration of, you know, as James Corden said, uh, celebration of a year in which British artists, you know, stormed the world. Every thing that everybody was looking forward to on the Brits, uh, with the possible exception of the Arctic Monkeys, was not British. Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for Nile Rodgers! Hey. You know, it was Pharrell, Nile Rodgers, Lord, New Zealand, Beyonce. You know, did that, mm, you know, cast a, cast a shadow over proceedings? Yeah, I, I feel like the, you know, the, the performance, the disclosure mashup that they tried and then the rudimental mashup and uh, it was just so bad and in my I mean mashups like you know generally I'm not I'm a huge fan of but after just seeing the the Kendrick Lamar Imagine Dragons one at mm. the Grammys which was so amazing I was like oh yeah no wait the you know it could potentially be quite good and it was just disappointing that the British performance I'm a big fan of both ones. Disclosure and Lord mm -hmm. and that was I suppose the thing I was looking forward to seeing and it sounded to me like 
the remix you used to get that was track two just on the B-side of a 12-inch single. It just sounded like the kind of, the, the sort of crap house remix. Yeah. Of, of, um, that wasn't beat matched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wasn't it? It, just, it seemed a bit all over. It, just, it sounded like they hadn't put an enormous amount of effort into doing it, to be brutally mm. honest with you. I was just going to go back to the Beyonce performance as well. I mean, I think the disappointing bit of that was, uh, I think that's a brilliant song, but it really requires, I mean, that's the song that requires the, the choir of sort of yeah. 200 behind her mm. and a really full on stage production. And she could have handled that and not been drowned out by it. Mm. And it was, it felt slightly like they've done really well together, but mm. she can't be bothered with anything more than just standing on stage. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Casey Perry, I completely missed it. I was out of the room. W- was that good? I thought she was quite underwhelming, personally. I quite like the sort of, you know, the oddity, the bizarre, you know, it, it's sort well, of weird really Aztec, Egyptian thing. Egyptian thing, was it Aztec, a few lasers going, but, but the song like is sort of massively Aztec. underwhelming, you know, and it is, you know, one hesitates to say it, but a lot of the music sounded very similar throughout the course of the evening, it is just mm. the, the old Crap House remix. Mm, mm, it's interesting. What would have improved it? we think David Bowie turning up yeah, well, that was never going to happen it's never going to happen and I thought you know alright Kate Moss coming in uh, on is, isn't itself not that surprising but I thought the speech was quite entertaining I liked the mm. Scotland bit I thought the fact that she was wearing the original Ziggy uh, Stardust costume was good mm-hmm. did it lack a sort of elder statesman of, of rock kind of thing I suppose they, they kind of banked on Bowie showing which seems to be an insane thing to do like David Bowie's going to break Ten years of carefully guarded seclusion to go sit in the O2 and watch James Corden. You say that I, I attended um, this year's Q Magazine Awards, and in the room there, people were saying, "Do you think David Bowie will turn up?" <laughs> <laughs> just thought, "Hold on, <laughs> this seems slightly improbable to me. This is not the world, uh, the music world we live in anymore." I think I think the problem for the Brits organisers are, you know, you can only uh, do as much of the talent as you've got available. Mm. Now, maybe you would then make the point that the Brits organisers are the music industry, so they're they're culpable at some it. level. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I think the general feeling was it was better than previous years. Mm. Personally, I, I kind of wish that they had a sort of tiny, tiny temper type character who felt like, you know, that there were so many people behind him, this great British breakthrough act and, you know, someone who had come from, you know, the underground scene and everyone was but behind rudimental. him. Rudimental. Yeah, but I think that Rudimental and Disclosure, they've sort of, you know, they've been around and they've been around in the pop world for such a long time. It's almost expected that they would, the albums would sell mm. a lot. Whereas even Ed Sheeran and Tiny Temper, when they won Brit Awards, it felt, you know, Twitter and people who, you know, sort of the Rewind magazines and the, you know, the sort of fanzine type blogs were really pushing them. And it was really exciting because it felt like it was representing a scene that maybe hadn't sort of got into the mainstream so much. Whereas this year it felt like, yeah, we know all of these all of these people. But I mean, the Brits them. is not, you know, uh, an event about showing you new talent. I mean, it just isn't an event mm. about showing you new talent. And I mean, there is an argument to say, well, you could do it on a smaller scale. You know, you, you could put it on Channel 4 rather than on primetime ITV. And you could probably make a more interesting and varied show mm. uh, by doing that. But that's clearly not what they want to do. They clearly want it to be this kind of, you know, piece of uh, very mainstream entertainment. So self-evidently, you're not going to get, you know, gets on there or something like that. Yeah, sure. But there, there was quite a distinct lack of, like, British artists. Received awards, I suppose there was, yeah, yeah. And nor at the other end, did you have Colleen Nolan? It'd be brilliant if the Nolans came on as the great British uh, bit of heritage, celebrate the best of British, (laughs) and it would be a bit truer to the sort of psyche of the nation, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something also about you know, going back to the sort of wanting it to be slightly more shambolic. The British pop music generally, 
I think if you look at the history of pop music and rock music in general, that it's a conversation between Britain and America that consists of America saying something and Britain slightly mishearing it and getting it slightly wrong <laughs> and, and, you know, making pop stars out of people that shouldn't necessarily be pop stars. And, and just, you know, kind of we, it, it's not this sort of orthodontically perfect world of pop music that America has. And I don't think the Brits reflect I think the Brits is trying to make it like that and make it seem that way. And actually sort of British music is a lot more um, kind of peculiar mm. and, and screwed up. Uh, Prince. Oh, I remember this place. London, I want to thank you for making us feel so extra loved here on our trip. Uh, it's been wonderful. A uh, couple days we're going to be heading up north. So we want to see you in Manchester. We're going to rock it up there a little bit. Uh, let's get to why we're here, shall we? Would have been sort of amazing had Prince not been so much in evidence. I mean, if, you, if Prince hadn't been playing, basically, I mean, you know, if Prince hangs around in London any longer, let's face it, he's going to be playing at the Aberdeen Angus Steakhouse. I mean, it's, he's basically running out of it. It'd be the men's labs at Victoria Station. He's got nowhere else to go. But nonetheless, it did feel like a little frisian. Well, it was, as with Beyonce, I think it's someone with genuine star quality in a world in which we're lacking a bit of that. And, you know, and, uh, the way he's gone about it is jaunt around London has been genuinely exciting I think mm-hmm. so uh, and last night I mean I, I went to the the Warner Music after party that was quite exciting because mm-hmm. they had uh, Sheik and R. Rogers playing pretty full set and Kylie Minogue came on stage with them but wow. as I left at about uh, two in the morning or something uh, and I sort of squeezed my way out thinking I'm not going to come back in as I left there was some paparazzi chasing a car around the back of the Savoy and someone asked who it was and they said oh it's Prince and at that point you think oh god do I have to hang around and go back in but have you not seen him yet so you we play, played in this I building did, did play in this building yeah did you go so I have seen him yeah yeah, yeah so finally James Corden He's just awful. <laughs> He's just awful. He's not funny. Actually, it's interesting. I was talking to uh, Harry Hill. I interviewed Harry Hill yesterday. For, mm. for a bit. And he was saying that the Brits gig, he's like, you know, he's like, I wouldn't touch it with a barge. He once handed an award out in sort of the early noughties. And he said, it's just like, for a comic or a stand-up, he goes like, it's your worst nightmare. There's absolutely nothing you can do with it. People aren't there to see you. It's too big a thing. You know what I mean? People's mm. attention isn't concentrated enough to get the laughs. Um, nevertheless... James Corden, he's a bit creepy. There's something about him that kind of gives me, you know what I mean? Yeah, when he was like kissing Kylie and stuff. That, I mean, you, you get touching, all the bits. Touching One Direction. Sorry. You get, you get, I mean, you know, you, you get what he's trying to do, but I just think the execution is... I thought that the sort of attempt to make it more edgy this year, it couldn't have got any less edgy than last year, which the one bit I remember of last year was his like, plan B performed. Mm. And James Corden's kind of... Back anno, as they say, the thing was uh, to say, uh, huh, if that's plan B, I wouldn't like to know what plan A is, which is like something that your physics teacher would say to you. You know what I mean? It's like a terrible kind of joke. You know? Yeah, well, last year it was cutting Adele off, wasn't it? That, that got Did it, was that last year? Well, yeah, before. Yeah, a couple of years ago, couple of years. Yeah. Um, oh. But this year there was obviously this tend to make it more edgy, and it was all about, you know, oh, everybody's doing coke and, and uh, you making know. Making fun of Harry Styles again for Making fun of Harry women. Styles, uh, Justin Bieber's going to get raped in prison. Uh, this sort of and it didn't it was there was this big Can't sort of routine it. about oh you know, they know it's boys who look like Justin Bieber in prison yeah, um, I sort of thought oh you know bring back the joke about plan B and plan A <laughs> 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 you don't know what you got till it's gone as, as uh, Joni Mitchell said did you tell him what guys do to people who look like him in prison did you did you let him know did anyone send a text Louis just saying lay off the bond uh, who um, do you think is going to be the new presenter then well, who would you like to see? That was his last year, wasn't it? He'd yeah. sort of said that a nation wept. 
Well, yeah, things. I imagine the Samaritans uh, <laughs> having to, you know, take on extra people as well to cope with the, uh, the deluge of misery caused by the fact that James Corden's no longer presenting. But who could present it? Anyone who but Rizzle Could present I it. Oh, was that bad? Was that doing the, the they did the after thing, didn't they? Yeah, and they did the like the official Brits red carpet as well, and they they interviewed Lily Allen and were just making the same terrible jokes. Right. They okay. were like, "Oh, we heard you rode a zebra." How was the zebra? And she was, and she was just sort of. I don't <laughs> get was, it. Were, yeah, that was the, that was their so joke. That's what my seven-year-old would say. <laughs> just, is it a banana? Just you know, jokes just... that don't make any sense. Um, the new mascot hashtag hashtag anyone but rudimental. Yeah. Not rudimental. <laughs> <laughs> Rizzle kicks. Um, who would be good? Who would be who funny? Would be good. Who would be good? Jimmy Carr wasn't very good either. His. his oh, that's a that's a Jimmy Carr not funny shocker. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who is sort of a, no, well, I mean, who is a kind of zingy person? Should I give it to Grimmy? Would Grimmy be good? I think Grimmy would be good. I think there seemed to be some suggestion of that anyway. Maybe that was something that someone said to me last night. Oh, really? I, mm. I mean, you took it out of turn. Nope. Um, <laughs> oh, my God, Keith Lemon. He was just trying to make that joke all night. About what was the... Keith Le- I miss Keith Lemon as well. That's amazing. Oh, what, yeah. that, thank, thank you, God. I miss <laughs> Keith Lemon. Amazing. I hate him so He's much. so awful. And he was wearing Pharrell's, you know, fedora or whatever on the right. carpet and being hilarious about it and then when James Corden was interviewing him he sort of ran up behind them wearing the hat and did a little bit and then ran away and now he's Rogers... never done anything funny ever no no I have absolutely no idea well, well of course so. and also that was the other thing because he goes because uh, James Corden goes to Pharrell and Nile Rogers two mm. gentlemen from America uh, yeah, what are you doing afterwards? I've got a two-for-one deal at Garfunkel's. I was thinking, you know, no idea what you're talking about. You know, it's like you've just, you know, you might as well, I don't know. But no, the, the point about Pharrell, I suppose, is that um, he, like Prince, like Beyonce, he carries a certain degree of uh, charisma and of star power that with the best will in the world, the fella from Bastille doesn't. And actually, you know, so it's, mm. it, it's tough, isn't it? I mean, who, is there anybody, could you put, I mean, I know you, you're sort of saying not, not enough black British faces in there. Who could you actually have put, I'm looking at this list, who could you have put on from Britain that would have sort of oomphed it up a bit? You know, that would have made it seem less weighted in the favour of, uh, mm. of the Yanks? I mean, I think we know it's not a particularly golden age. For well, last year, was, music, last year was a really good year for music, wasn't it? Well, it was not British, though, was it? <laughs> Look at me like that. <laughs> I'm just trying to think now who... It's just because of my mind Robin last year Fick, was so had him. <laughs> Tom O'Dell, Ben Howardy that I wasn't really, I wasn't thrilled by it. Right. So basically, we, we thought it was all right. We didn't like it that much, but we have no suggestions how to make it better. <laughs> <laughs> we give up. I feel like we're probably, they're probably having a debrief of Brit Central at the moment. So probably having exactly the same conversation. Totally. Did it have the gravitas? The gravitas is the important thing, wasn't that? That was what Christian Tattersfield, the pre- uh, chairman of the Brits. Yeah, Very does. big on the old gravitas. He loves gravitas. Did it, did, it have, did it have sufficient gravitas? Should I, it have had more gravitas? I think so. Should it have been more like a Soviet state funeral? <laughs> They've got a lot of gravitas. Alex, how do you feel? Has it been a good night for you as a band at the, at the Brits this year? Yes, thank you, Hugh, and it's young. Anyway, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, the Brits uh, 2014. It's over for another year. We'll be back next week with, uh, you know, back to normal on the uh, Music Weekly podcast. Uh, if you have any thoughts about the Brits uh, that are more coherent than ours, difficult to imagine how they could be any less coherent than ours, uh, let us know what you think at theguardian.com forward slash Music Weekly. Uh, thank you very much, Casper. Thank you very much, Kieran. Uh, we will return next week. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. 
Support for this Guardian podcast comes from Squarespace, providing creative tools that help you bring your ideas to life. Squarespace offers free domain names, customizable designs, drag and drop tools, and 24-7 support. Squarespace also offers seamless e-commerce solutions for you or your small business. Every design automatically includes a unique mobile experience that matches the overall style of your website, so your content will look brilliant on any device. Start your free trial today. No credit card required. As a Guardian podcast listener, you'll get 10% off your new account by using the offer code GUARDIAN. GUARDIAN.